Welcome to the sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov, where we inspire, educate, and empower women of color to unapologetically transform into their most authentic and healthy selves by tapping into the goddess within. Welcome to the sanctuary. You're listening to DC Radio 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov. I am Wendy Cherry, your host, and we are back here in the sanctuary once again. Um, and I have a really cool guest. He is a third timer here in the sanctuary. Uh, his name is Manifest. Wow. Welcome, Manifest. Wendy, it's a pleasure to be here. I give thanks for this special moment to. Uh, discuss just issues that are pertinent to men and women in terms of healing, purification, and transformation. So I'm happy to be here. Let's get started. Let's get started. Okay. So Manifest is a keynote speaker, a corporate trainer, an energy work expert, and you have to explain energy work expert, and mindfulness facilitator with a background in Tai Chi, Qigong, meditation, and energy healing. Okay. So, what, what does all that mean? That sounds all, but what does it mean, Manifest? <laughs> what does that mean? Welcome. Well, it's a pleasure to be here again, Wendy. It means that uh, I'm a man who is embracing um, his healing and transformation work moment to moment, meaning that I'm, I'm intentionally uh, setting out each day to... Uh, work on myself, if you will. Understand that right. I have work to do in the world with my family, with my community, okay. with others. But the most important work is the inner work, the energy. So when we talk mm -hmm. about energy, we're mm -hmm. talking about that God wisdom, that infinite source, that divinity within us, uh, if you will, that you know many wisdom traditions speak of when it says the kingdom of heaven is within. Yeah. Uh, all of those, we are the microcosm of the macrocosm, meaning that Everything exists out in the universe, that divine, infinite flow also within, exists within us. Okay. And so uh, we have to take responsibility for that through our thoughts, through our prayers, meditations, affirmations, and things of that nature. So okay. everything I do in that regard in terms of the Tai Chi, the Qigong, the mindfulness meditation, and the energy healing uh, really uh, uh, is directly uh, a source of me tuning in on a daily basis and living from that inner G was that that inner G is really me it's, okay. it's, you know and so uh, I'm happy like the inner God absolutely okay inner God okay so how did you get to that like were you born already knowing this <laughs> and where are you from first of all well, I was born in Tallahassee, Florida, on Florida A&M University's campus. My mom and dad both attended there. Okay. And uh, But I've lived most of my life, all of my life, up here in the D.C. area. So you're from D.C., mm -hmm. and for those of you who know the history of D.C., there, you know, it, there have been good times and bad times in Washington, D.C. How did you come to this being raised here, to this kind of, like, elevated mindset, living in such a... At sometimes a volatile place. Well, you know, uh, first and foremost, I give thanks for a solid foundation mm -hmm. uh, from my mom and dad. And okay. they always instilled um, virtues uh, such as doing the right thing under the right circumstances with the right people, regardless of whether somebody is watching or not. Okay. That you have to stand for something, that you have to live by certain principles. And so that's something that was instilled within me very early on and reiterated throughout. Um, also, eating healthy foods and just taking an active, healthy approach to life. Uh, those uh, were not just things I read in the book, but okay. they were the unfolding book that I lived and experienced by way of the people around me. So I give thanks uh, to that. Um, growing up, 
in an, an inner, you know, in an inner city area, mm -hmm. DMV, mm -hmm. uh, particularly during the um, 80s, where you had a lot of violence and crime and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really an opportunity for me to strengthen those principles, not that I wanted to, you know right. what I mean? It was very easy to, for anybody to, to, to stray and to deviate and to yep. see what else is out there. Yep. Uh, but, you know, it, it takes a village. So I had, you know, family members and others who uh, consistently helped me stay on course. Okay. And so, um, you know, when you have strong men and women in your life, um, that can, um, I can say, be, a, be an easier process, but it can um, um, be a more um, empowered process because even when you want to stray and you want to, you know, check out other things, you have people who help you stay rooted and grounded on the path of 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 success. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds good, and that's a blessing. Like you said, you're giving thanks. Not everybody has that. That's correct. So that's a blessing for you to be able to have had that experience. So. We're talking about your organization, The Sage Men. And um, The Sage Men is providing personal development, rights programs, and healing retreats to help men embrace their divine masculinity and live from their highest possibilities. So, The Sage Men, who are y'all? And what does sage mean? Great question. When the, the, the word sage uh, has dual meanings. Okay. Uh, what probably comes to most people's awareness of uh, consciousness is the incense, the resin, if you will, the you know, yeah. purifying, um, uh, how can I say it, um, vehicle that people, um, you know, cleanse their own personal energy field right. uh, as well as their living space, um, their, their living environment. Did some this morning. Absolutely. So okay. um, that's... You know, that's a part of it, but that's a very small part of it. You know, um, the primary emphasis when we talk about sage is that God self, um, the sages, um, enlightened men and women, uh, people who have cultivated a certain level of their divine intelligence have always walked the face of the earth as the pillars, as the leaders, mm -hmm. uh, as uh, those people in our communities and our villages and, and certain places around the earth who were held in the highest esteem mm -hmm. because of the energy work that they have cultivated throughout their life, like their lifetime, okay. if you will. So the word sage really is synonymous with uh, a divine man or a holy man okay. who has a high level of integrity, mm -hmm. who, um, you know, walks and speaks and lives from a place of purification and fortification. So when he comes into the room, whether he says something verbally or not, you can decipher by his energy yeah. that he is a man of integrity and right. he walks uh, from his highest God self. And so that's the emphasis on the sage that we uh, we bring forth and we cultivate. Uh, but that does start with a level of purification, just like the incense. Mm, okay. So the purification part, mm -hmm. how do you get to there? Like, what is the purification process? Well... On a daily basis, we walk with an energy field. And so when we talk about energy field... Is every that everybody or just the sage men? <laughs> That's everyone okay. and everything. Uh, okay. So uh, our, everything is energy. Okay. Our thoughts, our emotions, the food we eat, um, the, our breathing, um, the buildings in which we live and work in, all of those um, entities, um, whether they are physical or more energetic in nature, they're energy. Okay. And so whenever we have a thought, that's energy. Whenever we have an emotion, which is simply energy in motion, which mm -hmm. oftentimes the thoughts that trigger certain levels of anxiety, excitement, sadness, so forth and mm -hmm. so on. So um, throughout our, our time on this earth, we have tons and many, many, many thoughts. Just in one day, yeah. we can have millions of thoughts yeah. in one day. Right. Uh, and so many of those thoughts come from the subconscious mind, 90 to 95%, meaning everything that we've experienced from the past, yeah. whether it's trauma, drama, tragedies, bad experiences, um, or outdated ways of being, false belief systems, all those things contribute to our subconscious mind. Okay. So, you know, if we are men and we're in our 30s or in our 40s and we're walking and living based off of 
a number of bad experiences from the past relative to our own upbringing and mm-hmm. raising our, mm-hmm. our relationships, early relationships where we melt, maybe, you know, felt hurt and damaged and we don't know how to open up. Then that's how we're showing up moment to moment in, you know, whether we're, we're seeing, I mean, we're in relationships or we, you know, we're, we're relating to family members, our careers and so forth and so on. All those thoughts and emotions dominate our well-being. Yeah. And if we're not clear that we need to purify that through certain techniques, uh, certain meditation exercises, energy clearing exercises, uh, uh, self-care approaches saying, listen, maybe I need to see a therapist. Maybe I need to actually get a coach. If we're not intentional about that, then we continue to live from those outdated beliefs. Those I call them strategies of survival, SOS. Um, what helped us get through the hood or make it out. Right. Um, and somebody could say, well, hey, man, you know, when I was growing up, I had to do it by any means necessary, sell drugs and so forth and so on. You know, your way, my way, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, stand your ground approach and that kind of thing. And then they, then they go throughout life still carrying forth some of that outdated awareness so they're on the job and they're like you know okay there's only one position me against you I gotta throw dirt on you just to try to get this as opposed to say I'm simply gonna do my best and let God divine intelligence do the rest if that's my job I'm gonna get it because I'm giving 110% with my preparation but it's not me having to put you down right Mm -hmm. so you just gave me an aha moment Mm -hmm. right because you're not that kind of person are you no 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 not okay. anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I am still, you know, like as a human being. Mm-hmm. And so trying to rid myself of old programming when I'm in a new situation. So situations can come up, whether they are new situations or the new iteration of a situation. Mm-hmm. Right. But I have to choose how I'm going to move in it and trying to remove the old programming can be difficult. So an example of like you're in a new relationship, but you still have the old thoughts of trying to protect yourself and trying to be a certain way, that's old. But if you have new tools, then you can do something different, right? Is that kind of like what you're talking about? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We have to have those moments of assessment uh, where we identify old ways of being that we do not want to carry forward. Right. Because then you'll keep repeating the same old thing. Absolutely. So I was just thinking, am I going to choose fear in this situation or am I going to choose love? Absolutely. And when we talk about building a house, you can't build it on a bad foundation or a shaky foundation. And oftentimes the, the, the foundation that we think is a foundation is really an outdated foundation. Right. Cracks in it, yep. holes, um, it's wearing thin, but we're still trying to build a new relationship, build a new business uh, on an, on a model which was really a strategy of survival. It right. may have worked for us because we didn't know any better, right? You know, but that can't you know um, um, be what we align with um, as we move forward in life. Okay, so let's talk about. So we're talking about sage men, and we're talking about masculinity. So. For, you know, I'm a 80s, 70s, 80s baby, and I, and then I'm a hip hop generation baby. So we have seen the masculine portrayal, especially of African American men, black and brown men, not always be so positive, right? And so what is it that we can do, or what is it that the brothers can do? to move past those stereotypes. And you know, some of them are stereotypes, but some of them is really how y'all were acting. (laughs) And maybe not manifest raw, but that's how some of the brothers were acting, just really crazy, you know, for all different types of reasons. So, you know, there's a a term coined toxic masculinity. So talk to us about what masculinity is and the difference between toxic and healthy and how you can move towards being healthy and showing up healthy. When we speak of masculinity, Mm -hmm. we're talking about um, assertive, uh, um, how can I say it, um, young or masculine, or how can I say it, um, manly energy, if you will, that Uh is is directed, it's moving out, it's it's showing up, announcing itself. Um, Whereas the feminine energy is a bit more nurturing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
when you think of women who give birth, breastfeeding, nurturing, you all are the, the first nurturers, the first teachers. Right. Uh, men, generally speaking, and again, there's no absolutes about any of this, right. uh, but men, generally speaking, have been the hunters, uh, the warriors right. uh, on the front line. So our energy shows up in a more affirmative and directive posture where we're going out to take care of business uh, in that regard. Okay. Uh, and so... Um, um, that masculine energy then is about um, channeling um, that that um, assertive energy in ways to get things done. Oftentimes, you know, and and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Women, women coming together, you know, you, you all kind of can take a while to talk about things yep. and really y'all say, okay, we're going to meet here about one thing, and then y'all start talking about other things, checking in, making sure Betty Lou's fine right. and everybody else yep. is fine. Then after about 20 minutes, y'all get to where you're going. Well, men, generally speaking, you know, we kind of say what we mean, mean what we say. And yeah. so the masculine energy is really about keeping one's word. You know what okay. I mean? Whatever I say I'm going to do, I need to do based off of my word. It's a very, I want to say linear, very directive um, 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 type of type of energy. And so um, the, the difference is between toxic masculinity and divine masculinity is that that toxic masculinity is more one-dimensional. Okay. It's saying, okay, this affirmative energy, you know, I got to be the warrior all the time. Right. You know, and or I have a misconception about what the warrior is. You know, if okay. I'm not dominating you and, and winning at all costs, you know, then um, I'm not being my masculine self. Okay. You know, and uh, uh, there are many situations in life that don't require a ultra competitive approach all the time, you know, um, oftentimes, particularly in the world we live in now, it requires more of a collaborative approach. How can we take a win-win approach uh, to this process or this this business venture? And then also, um, toxic masculinity is 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 really men who uh, who using that directive and masculine energy, saying, you know. Uh, when it comes to dealing with my pain, I always have to beat my chest and show up as this person who is not able to actually speak from a place of vulnerability about what's going on and what I need to release. Um, where divine masculinity says the warrior within me is actually being able to show up within my brothers, within front of my brothers or my mate or whoever else, family, and actually announce and say, listen, this is something I've been working through for the past 20 to 25 years. Right. If I don't get this up and out of me, this might kill me right about now. So I'm going to wow. need your support right now uh, in me unpacking something that I've been carrying around and wow. being able to have heart-to-heart -heart conversations with other men, other women uh, about where I am, where mm -hmm. it's not third party, it's not, you know what I mean, um, um, me talking from an abstract place where I'm never really speaking about my own personal issues. And right. so men who show up with that toxic masculinity, they oftentimes turn within and abuse themselves okay. or actually share their pain with others. This is a, is a you know phrase, uh, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. So right. that's the toxic masculinity. Okay, hey, I'm not going to show any weakness. I'm just going to dump this pain on somebody else. Right. Oh, I'm a self-medicate and self-abuse. Whereas the divine masculinity says, let me do this assessment about um, these outdated ways of being, these traumas and dramas that I've been carrying around, and by any means necessary, from a healthy standpoint, yep. let me deal with this. That right. means if I have to go see a therapist, go see a coach, find a family member who I can confide find with brothers who I know that won't judge me, right. let me go do that and, uh, and as a part of my healing because I want to be a whole person. Well, it's interesting because back maybe... I don't remember when it was, when we were on a show together, you were here in the sanctuary and we had my friend Cole on. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about some very personal issues um, related to being abused as a child, sexually abused as a child. And he was telling us that um, while he was opening up, the brothers were like, why are you saying that? Why are you, why are you talking about this? So how do you, like... You know, that that was probably he just he did what he wanted to do and he got it up and he got it out and he wanted to talk about it. But how do you navigate when you share your heart with somebody, especially from a, a male perspective? And then they like, why are you doing that? What do you do? How do you help them navigate that? 
Well, I would say uh, one of the most important things to do is know thyself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Know what's important to you first and foremost, meaning okay. that if you have to stand as an island, you know what I mean? And the people around you, whether it's families, people in your brotherhood, circles, so forth and so on, can't see the, you know, the, the, the need for you to actually seek healing um, and, and, and your own purification work. Um, you have to make that determination that you want to live, that you want to be whole, that you want to be healthy. And so there are men, you know, the many, many men um, in more recent times over the past five to seven years who have been stepping up okay. and announcing, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, listen, this is what I experienced as a young boy, you know what I mean? And this has scarred me. This is what I've been carrying around for 40, 50 years. Um, I have thoughts about this all the time. I want to live, you know what I mean? I want to be right. around another 30, 40 years, and they're stepping up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I don't know if they had the most supportive system around them, yeah. but they made that determination that they wanted to be healthy and to live, not just for themselves, but for their own family members. They didn't want to be that person that dumped it on others. So I would say if there's any man out there, first and foremost, no, you got to do this for you. Right. You know what I mean? Regardless of whether everybody else is going to frown on you or you're around a circle of brothers right now who can't understand the need for this process, you will probably not only save your life and your well-being, but many of those brothers who might be frowning on you are the exact ones who need the healing need themselves. It. Right. You know what I mean? So you will give them the inspiration mm -hmm. in the coming years to step up. So right. make that determination yourself. Then number two, I would say, fine, by any means necessary, uh, men who you can have these heart-to-heart -heart conversations with. They're out there. You just got to, you know what I'm saying, decipher, okay, who in my network, whether my job, um, whether my business dealings, um, whether, you know, my sports activities, are men, you know, who, who I can have more candid and honest heart-to-heart -heart conversations with. And you'll be able to identify and say, okay, man, John is a good brother, you know what I mean? And we talk from time to time. He shares about some of his shortcomings with his family and his wife and, and children. And I've shared to him about some of my fears and so forth and so on. That's somebody I need to sit down with right. on a weekly basis, you know what I mean? We go out, get something to eat, um, we go bowling or whatever, and we have those conversations. So those men are around, you know what I mean? You just have to be able to identify because then you are intentionally seeking out people who will be a part of your energy field, your inner circle of empowerment. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. Sure. So, my brothers, hope you hear that. So, going back a little bit, you mentioned the name warrior twice. Warrior, what does that mean, and where did you get that from? Well, I didn't make up the word warrior. When no. no. <laughs> but, uh, right. But, so the seven archetypes. Right. You said there are there are seven archetypes. Mm -hmm. What is an archetype one of a sage man? Break that down, please. Okay, good. The word archetype uh, is a um, how can I say it? A paradigm of um, of of consciousness. I don't want to bring it. I'm going to bring it back down to earth. What's paradigm? Uh, <laughs> exactly. So you have a male archetype, female archetype, uh, if you will. So. That within itself is men or males, generally speaking, operate, you know, not in absolutes, but operate certain ways um, and women's operate certain ways. So okay. an archetype is a, a, a way of being um, that, um, uh, how can I say it, um, uh, expresses or articulates, um, you know, whether somebody is more business oriented, whether somebody is more nurturing, someone is more of a family man. So there's seven archetypes in the sacred manhood or sage men model. Okay. Uh, and, and and that's very important that seven, many traditions in the past have had four uh, or maybe even five. And those are awesome models where they talk about, you know, in ancient indigenous, um, indigenous systems about being the warrior, about being the eagle, uh, mm -hmm. about uh, embracing uh, the healer or even the lover and, and, and things of that nature. And so... Um, we're living in a time of what I affirm is more 
of an expanded awareness on the planet. Science has proven that we've moved from what was third dimensional awareness to fifth dimensional awareness. So when you were growing up, you probably wore the 3D glasses sometimes Mm -hmm. and went to the Mm -hmm. movies. Mm -hmm. And you're able to see things that seem magical in 3D until you understand there's a 5D out there that's far more expansive in terms of being able to tune into insights, revelations, informations um, that are all around you at all times, higher states of awareness. Okay. Uh, And so... Uh, as we shift and expand our awareness on the planet, everyone, we have to adjust our models of what sacred manhood and divine masculinity is, divine okay. femininity okay. is. And so with that, we've moved kind of away from or expanded the four model system to seven. And that's something I got quiet. And through my meditations, prayers, mantras, I was able to channel much of what that looks like. Uh, if you will. And so the seven, we start with the visionary. Visionary, okay. Uh, we have also the warrior. Okay. The enterpriser. Enterprise. And you're going to break these down. Absolutely. Okay. The healer, the tantric, the pillar, mm-hmm. and the mystic. Okay. Now, all of these existed before I went into my meditative process. It's simply a matter of saying, okay, let's uh, uh, bring forward a more expanded model. So I don't want anyone listening to say, okay, Manifest is affirming that he created this. Right. I simply was able to meditate and calm my mind and align with this awareness that we need a more expanded model okay. of sacred manhood. Okay. So the visionary, and the reason being, uh, Wendy, we, we need a more expanded model is because too often men have shown up saying, I'm the provider, I'm the enterpriser. Yeah. And for a long time, women stayed at home they did the nurturing, domesticated duties of raising children, cleaning, and, and, and things of that nature, where men went out and they did the enterprising. You know what I mean? Whether they would, you know, they had side jobs and trades, they were yep. fishing or hunting, or, or you know, they, they, they had formal business dealings and things of that nature. So they brought back the currency, the money, right. the financial abundance. Uh, to feed the family. Mm-hmm. Well, we're living in a time now where that's changed considerably, where mm-hmm. women are making just as much, if not more, than men mm-hmm. um, in many instances. Yeah. So if a man has aligned and rooted his awareness of his manhood in this enterpriser solely, right. you know what I'm saying? What that, what's going to happen when his partner is making twice as much as he is. Or if he stops making the money. Exactly. Right. He loses his sense of manhood and says, oh, man, let me give up. Let me go, right. you know, just hang out with the boys and those kinds of things. Uh, or, you know, uh, a man has primarily showed up as like, I'm the tantric. You know what I mean? I, I can, you know, we can have great intimacy and sex and so forth and so on. But maybe that's it. You know what I mean? That and the, and the enterprise where a woman is saying, no, I need some healing. Right. You know, we need some direction. We need some visionary perspectives on this. Uh, you know, we need you to stand up in certain areas uh, and, 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 and re-engage and have better relationships and fight for, you know, your family connections with your children mm-hmm. uh, and, and things. And what are you willing to fight for as a man? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I need you to actually be more involved in your community. Mm-hmm. And so when we take that one or two dimensional approach, which really, you know what I'm saying, women as well as the planet has moved beyond that, then men lose their footing. And there's many men who have lost their footing and they're creating um, vehicles like men going their own way and other things of that nature that are online. And in many cases, these are men who don't, who haven't adapted to a more expanded awareness of what being a man or manhood is. Or right. Because they don't have models. They don't have models. Right. Okay. So real quick, let's go through what those seven areas yes. are. Um, the visionary. Every man should know thyself, um, know his strengths, his weaknesses, what makes him tick, what ticks him off, and have clarity on how he shows up into the world. You okay. know what I mean? And if he doesn't have clarity, he needs to make that his top priority because your visionary is going to drive the car. If you get in the car every day and you don't know where you're going, you know what I'm saying? You're bound to end up anywhere. You know what I mean? An accident, car runs out of gas, you run into people, you hurt yourself and others, uh, so forth and so on. So we have men at times who are simply just drifting on a daily basis without any crystal clear direction 
on where they're going um, on the macro or the micro level. And okay. the macro is the bigger picture. What's my one, five, ten year goals, you know what I mean, in terms of myself and my family. The micro is, okay, you know, hey, the man's wife or partner says, hey, you know, I want us to take a vacation, you know, next weekend or this weekend. or Let's go out and get something to eat. Honey, what do you want to do? Nine times out of ten, what does the man say? Whatever you want to do. Yeah, you pick. Right. <laughs> you pick. You know what I'm saying? So we're oftentimes provided the leadership role, yeah. but men are simply throwing it back to well, whatever you want to do, you know what I mean, honey? We're thinking that that's somehow going to empower the situation. When really, from all the women I talk to, they're thoroughly frustrated. Like, can you just, you know what I'm saying, have a plan sometimes? Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? So, Jessica's laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether it's the big picture or even the small picture, a man must have some clarity on where he's going. Even if the woman says, listen, we went and got Italian food last week. I still put it out there. And then, okay, you know what? Give me a couple of minutes. You know, let's get some of that Thai food. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna keep trying. You know, yeah. what I mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a moment to align with that visionary archetype, so I can get clarity on what the possibilities are. Um, so the second one is the warrior. Okay. Every man, and so the warrior is. You know, when we think of warrior, we think of martial arts and those kinds of things, and yeah. being able to protect himself, his, 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 his woman and and his children and, and and others in the community who may not be able to protect himself, and that's a major part of the warrior. But first, we start with the internal warrior. Okay. What are you willing to fight for as a man? Okay. You know, what are those areas in your life that, that are non-negotiables? You know what I mean? Is it your purpose? Where you're saying, hey, I'm going to live on purpose. You know, he'll come hell or high water. I, am, I have to do this. This is what is driving my heart space. And, you know, I have to show up, you know, helping these children. I have to start a youth group or a nonprofit organization. Or, you know, for a brother who is estranged from the mother of his children and his two or three children, is he willing to fight to, to mend those fences, you know what I mean, to reconcile so he can be the best father right. and co-parent in that situation? Right. So the warrior is that able, the aspect of the man that can tap into and say, I'm willing to fight for what is right for any given moment, whether that, you know, that is my own um, goals, my own visions, my own uh, ways of showing up in the world and for the benefit of my family, or I can also protect those uh, around me and myself when necessary. Right. And then you have the, the enterpriser. When we okay. speak of the word enterprise, we're talking about abundance, prosperity. Okay. Every man, regardless of whether his woman is making twice as much as he is or just as much, you know, there's no limitation in terms of Abundance. Yeah. The only limitation is the thoughts in right. one's subconscious mind. Right. So when we talk about the word money, it's synonymous with currency. When we actually take the root word of currency, it mm -hmm. means current. Mm -hmm. Current simply means an exchange of energy from one energy. point to the nut. Yeah. So if I'm a man, you know what I mean? The only thing that prevents me or empowers me to be um, abundant financially is my thought process, how I feel about myself. So, uh, so in other words, every man can understand the secrets. I don't even say the secrets, the science of prosperity and abundance and how to move energy from one place within myself to another to actually attain certain finances, home ownership, real estate, so forth and so on. And when men have that understanding, understanding and live from that, then they can match whatever the woman is making and not making and everybody brings sufficiently to the table. Because yeah. I know some of y'all are tired of saying, you know, let's go on a vacation and the women feel like the nine times out of ten they got to pay for it. You know what I mean? For <laughs> men ain't saying, and I'm like, I stay home, you know, if I got to do that. Yeah. So, you know, the fourth archetype is the healer. Every okay. man must be a healer. Every man is a born healer. Okay. He must be able to heal himself and go into self-care, understand self-care is health care. He said, listen, you know, periodically on a daily basis and, and, and throughout the, the, the seven-day process and the monthly process, I'm going to take time for me, yeah. whatever that is, and find healthy, you know, activities. You know what I mean? If that's just me sitting in silence, if it's me going to get a massage or, or reflexology or, or, or taking some type of, uh, of trade craft or something that gives me clarity of mind and peace of mind, I'm going to do that as a man. Yes. And so from that place of healing myself, then I can be a facilitator of healing to those around me. Yeah. My children, mm -hmm. I can teach them about mindfulness and breathing techniques and certain foods to eat and not to eat. I can maybe massage the, you know, the woman in my life or, you know, rub her feet, reflexology a certain way, that kind okay. of thing. So, you know, 
when that man is embracing his healer, you know, it ensures his um, 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 level of well-being, but it also contributes to the well-being of those around him. Like a ripple effect. A- absolutely. And then the fifth is the tantric. Okay. Every man should love himself, first of all. Um, and find those areas where he hasn't been loving himself. Maybe he hasn't feeling worthy. Maybe he doesn't feel like he deserves love. Right. Uh, maybe he doesn't feel like he's good enough or, you know, he's manly enough in certain areas and those kinds of things. And right. so um, identifying what's holding you back from loving yourself, moving beyond that to fully love yourself and then bring that abundance of love to your partners, to those around you. And so, and also learning certain intimacy techniques so that, you know, a man can make sure he all, he's taking care of business, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in that department because, mm-hmm. you know, erectile dysfunction and a lot of other things are very prevalent in society today because right. men don't know how to align with the tantric archetype. Right. Uh, and then you have the pillar, you know what I mean? A pillar, when you think of a pillar, you think of a foundation stone that, or, or you know, a foundation that the house can exist on. Right. So the pillar is the family man. He's the leader, okay. uh, if you will. Every man is a pillar, whether he has his own children or not. He can actually show up at a school and be that fatherly figure, you know what I mean, during those community service and, and youth group uh, uh, activities. He can be that pillar to the neighbors and to the children around him in his community. Um, he can also be, of course, the best family man within his own family, you know right. what I mean, and that kind of be that rock. So every man must be a pillar, um, you know, within himself, his family, his relationships, and ultimately the community. When we talk about pillars, we say, okay, you know, he's a pillar in his community. Okay, We're speaking of a man who, or woman for that matter, who is Mm well-respected, who is perceived to have a high level of integrity. Um, They mean what they say and say what they mean, and they take care of business to benefit the community. Every man must show up in that regard. And then the last, the seven, but not least, is the mystic. The mystic is the culmination of the other six. Okay. So um, the mystic is that God aspect of the man, that infinite self within the man that he becomes more intimately aware of and in alignment with through his prayers, his meditations, his mindfulness practices, um, his... uh, um, um, giving uh, to others, um, karmic deeds, virtuous deeds, seeing always uh, in every moment how he can help others. Um, Not from a place of selfishness saying, okay, this is always going to come back um, it somehow to me, but to, to see everyone as an extension of himself. So the mystic approaches each day and each moment as an opportunity for his soul's ascension process. The conversation we having right now, you know, we are lifting each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I leave here, whatever the next endeavor or, or, or task is, it's not just me saying, okay, this is a mundane task. This spirit within everything as African people and as indigenous people, we really didn't have terminologies like mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And ancient, everything was considered spirit. Right. Um, the tree was spirit, the right. water, the sun, the moon, the, 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 um, the communion amongst the elders and the youth. The bones that, you know, people would, you know, whatever, absorbed the meat off of and were on the ground. Everything had vibration and spirit in it. So the mystic is able to, which is every man's birthright, is to see every scenario, every conversation, every unfolding every day as an opportunity for me to intentionally ascend and grow spiritually mm-hmm. on my path and be the best version of myself as a man of the divine. Wow. And so when men showing up like that, there's no That's holes sexy. in that game. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. <laughs> Y'all, you know, we show up in our highest possibilities, and women are saying, thank God they are here on the planet Earth. Yeah. So that's what the sage men are bringing to the table. So how can people sign up? I got a few to send your way. <laughs> Absolutely. TheSageMen.com. T-H-E-S-A-G-E.com. Um, right now it goes to our Facebook page. We have a lot of activity going on there. Uh, and I would say any man and any woman for that matter, mm-hmm. we welcome women to the page as well because we want you all to comment and support this process here. We understand that every man came from a woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm clear about the co-creative nature of 
of men and women supporting one another. And so thesagemen.com, T-H-E-S-A-G-E, M-E-N.com, thesagemen.com. Currently, we have a 90-day sacred manhood rights of initiation that just started a few days ago, um, June 1st and 2nd, as we were coming into the new moon. Powerful. We have about 14 brothers on board. And, I mean, the first couple of days were beyond words. The bonding activities, men sitting down all there, not because a woman put a foot up their backside and said, listen, if you don't come, I'm going to leave you because I'm, mm-hmm. a, you know what I'm saying, I'm tired of you and you need to be there. I've been <laughs> in circles where just about every man we went around, he said he was showing up because the woman in his life told him he needed to be there. Yeah. So what happens when she's not applying that pressure to him? He doesn't intentionally grow. Right. So we got to change that narrative as men. We don't need women to say, women to say, hey, either you're going to show up or I'm going to find I'm somebody out. and I'm, I'm going to get yeah. out. No, no, no. I, I've been there myself where I've said, okay, I'm going to show up to appease this woman in my life. And, you know, pr- throughout my process, those women were able to actually decipher, like, he's not really living, you know what I'm saying, to his highest potential. And they couldn't put their finger on it, but they knew that I wasn't fully activated in my being. So I'm talking from experience when I see other men showing up like that and knowing that that's not the divine masculine. That's you showing up to appease your woman. And when she ain't putting maximum pressure, you're going to go back into whatever you were doing, which was pretty much nothing. So (laughs) so we're changing that narrative. Every man that's, that's, that's showing up and is showing out in this process is there by his own volition, not looking for any permission. He's showing up saying, this is something I'm seeking, I'm wanting, and we're changing that narrative. So we have three primary areas of this 90-day process, purification, fortification, and transformation. We all must identify and, accept and, 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 and assess what is it that we've experienced in life that is holding us back up till now. Those traumas, those dramas, those bad experiences, those false beliefs, those strategies of survival, and deal with that. And begin- So that was the first set of, of, of activities that we focused on a few days ago. We mm-hmm. said, okay, let's go around the horn and figure out what's holding us back. Right. And it was illuminating. It was yeah. because brothers like, man, you know, I had no idea. It was 1 through 20, you know what I mean? I was showing up and I was trying to take this bad foundation and build a house on it. Relative to my career, relative to my my new relationships, relative to how I show up in my family, and it was based off of all these things that I need to let go of. So, this is I mean, it's just a phenomenal process. Every brother was like, "Man, this is, you know, more, you know, more than what I expected." And when men come together and they come together uh, in communion um, with their own intentions on how they want to personally and collectively grow, that ma- that divine masculine energy is something powerful beyond words. I can imagine. It, I saw some of the pictures on your page. So go to the sagemen.com. Well, mm-hmm. well, what about on Facebook? So that's what that's what it'll take them to, right? The sagemen.com goes to the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So go check it out and look at some of the photos. You could see they were... Um, doing very relaxing looking things out by the water and Mm. whatever so now that's cool for the men right (laughs) because i do believe that so like i at the goddess awakening and healing sanctuary i kind of focus on women because i feel like when you heal a woman then there's a ripple effect but also when you help heal a man there's a ripple effect so that we'll all come together like you want to attract somebody who is is healed or maybe more healed than you are, and then you work together to ascend, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do women support something like that besides trying to push their partner or their brother or the person that they love that, you know, in the direction of you have to heal? How can we as women, you know, support that? Well, one of the first things that uh, I would uh, ask and, and suggest women do is just be mindful that, you know, we are all on this on this planet working through our traumas and dramas, yeah. our, our, our those tough, um, challenging circumstances that we have experienced in life. And one of the things that you know, women have shared with me, and I've heard them say this among themselves many times, is that when you have a room full of women, maybe seventy-five, eighty percent of them have experienced. 
um, negative interactions, traumas and dramas, um, some childhood and, and abusive and things of that nature by way of men. By the hands of men. Absolutely, yes. by the hands of men. Yep. And so it can be very challenging for women to want the best for men and to at times be supportive of, of men when they know, you know, men, and you know, oftentimes haven't actually first stepped up to rectify uh, some of those, uh, cer- you know, some of those um, um, scenarios that yeah. they have, you know, perpetrated on women. Yeah. Uh, so I would just uh, uh, remind the women out there that, you know, what is it? One out of five, one out of four men, you know, have experienced some level of abuse themselves. Um, and those numbers probably don't even tell I, I the whole story. I think they're higher. I Absolutely. think they're higher. Yeah. So it. So in other words, the same way when you line a. Uh, 50 or 100 women up in the room, maybe 70, 80 percent of them have been have experienced some abuse. It might just be the same for men. Yeah. He's up saying mm-hmm. and, and there and I'm not absolving them, making any excuses. I mean, men, you know, that's why the Sage Men uh, program is is, you know, is here on the planet Earth, because we're challenging men. You know, it's not a matter of can you do better? We are. Uh, basically demanding that you do better. Right. But, you know, also it's just, you know, a reminder to women that, you know, many of the men, you know, when they show up and they are abusive, you know, they're coming from their own yeah. experiences. So how do we break the cycle? Right. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just saying, okay, you did it on this side and you did it on that side. So, you know, I, I would like to ask any women out there, you know, whether you are still working through your process or not, is to understand that every man came from you. Mm-hmm. And that if you see men out um, exhibiting certain uh, behaviors that are abusive towards themselves or others, that the only way we break this cycle is that we support each other's healing. And so that mm-hmm. is the first level of awareness that, you know, that I um, um, affirm that women should have is that, you know, as the nurturers, as the creators of life, you know what I mean? When you all shift you know, everything can be, you know, it can birth the higher consciousness and things of that nature. So see every man kind of as fertile ground. Yeah. Um, as, yeah. As, as, as a divine being with that divine consciousness within him. He might not even know it's there. He might yeah. not even know that's his birthright. That's his real way of being. Correct. But saying, saying a mental prayer, um, suggesting, hey, you know, um, without forcing, hey, you know, I just want to share this link with you, you know, consider it, so forth and so on, and, and that kind of thing. And also uh, become involved um, with the process itself. Reach out to the founders, the leaders, uh, brothers who are doing the work and ask how you can be supported. Mm-hmm. Some women are doing that, and we appreciate that, whether that is financial support or whether that is, um, you know, saying, OK, I'm going to send a number of men your way mm-hmm. um, and some may show and some may not. But right. we're going to continue to send men your way uh, or just having um, um, co-ed, um, um, co-creative, collaborative type um, uh, events where men and women come together to talk about these issues mm-hmm. to in a more formal manner, see how they can be supportive of one another. I love that. I, I was talking to a friend the other day and they were feeling like they, it, it was like they know that they want to do go another step, but they feel like the old stuff is maybe holding them back or maybe pulling them back. Have you found where people are afraid to stand into their highest potential because it'll make them have to do things differently? Have you ever felt, seen that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, dysfunction and, and discord and, and and trauma can how can I say it? It can become addictive. You know what I mean? We yeah. embrace we can embrace a victim consciousness. You know, um, mm-hmm. where after 15, 20, 25, 30 years, we have used these strategies of survival on a daily basis. Whatever you do over and over and over and over again becomes habitual. And ninety percent, ninety five percent of the, the the thought process is the subconscious mind. So you're talking about five, maybe 10 percent at most of the conscious mind, maybe seeing things right now in real time and deciphering what's going on. Most of that nine times out of 10 is deciphered or is is viewed from our past experiences. So to tell somebody, listen, you need to get beyond this. And that person probably even knows that they need to move beyond that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you you had a candid conversation like, yeah, and he just. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. I need to, you know, stop hanging around those other folks. 
But you mean to tell me day after day, moment after moment for 35 years, you see what I'm saying? They've been building up an energy field, a vortex of of thoughts, of, of emotions, of ways of being, and simply because they know they need to change, that they're, they're going to change. It's not going to happen, right? Taking that first step Steps. can be very scary for folks. They're yeah. like, you know, you mean to tell me I need to throw this um, victim, you know what I'm saying, over the bridge and actually embrace a new way that will be liberating? I'm, I'm comfortable yeah. Even in my discomfort, yeah. you know what I'm saying? In my dysfunction, I'm comfortable in my dis- you know, discomfort of living and surviving this way. I know it's not good for me, but this other way is downright scary because of the unknown. You yeah. know what I mean? And that kind of thing. That's real. I, I, I live that. I live that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Okay. So you said something about the brothers being mindful. And so I want us to end in the last few minutes to talk about... Um, we have 10 minutes to talk about mindfulness and what does that mean and things people can do to become mindful because I'm pretty sure you have to change your consciousness to become a sage man. I guess you're born a sage man and then you kind of just come into it and begin to embody it as you learn. That's a great way of articulating that. Um, there really is no external reality for a sageman. Like you said, every man is divine consciousness. He has that God essence within him. Yeah. And so it's first having an understanding that that's my nature, that's my birthright. That's not some external reality that I experience um, in old age or, you know, I hope to. No, that's 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 the core of who you are. That's right. the authentic, the right. true self. Right. You know, and simply a matter of kind of cleansing and clearing and purifying oneself from those aspects that don't allow that to flow forward, uh, if you will. And so mindfulness, when you look at the word mindfulness, you have mindful. Mm-hmm. And so mindful simply means having a state of awareness, about what is going on in this moment, Mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Being the observer. And in most cases, people are running on automatic. They're not even aware of what they're doing from moment to moment. And so when we're not aware of this meeting that I'm experiencing right now, this interview um, from a state of clarity and calm, then they might be answering questions based off their instinctual subconscious mind, their fears and so forth and so on, as opposed to their heart center and their true authentic nature. And so being mindful is being the observer is saying, I'm in a meeting right now. I'm on a bus and there's various different dynamics that are going on through my breathing techniques. I can calm my mind. I can calm my breathing and I can see this from a variety of different angles. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not respond. I'm not reacting to anything. And I'm not overreacting to anything. I'm responding accordingly. And so with that, in every situation, one can calm themselves and say, okay, do I even need to respond to this at all? Maybe that's the best response. Mm -hmm. And so uh, from that level of awareness and mindfulness, uh, men and women can navigate life more from their higher consciousness as opposed to uh, a, a sense of false security. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my way or your way or, you know, you're trying to um, intimidate me or, or, you know, you're actually trying to um, um, belittle me, so forth and so on, when oftentimes that's not even the case. Right. And even within that, there are nuggets of, you know, responding and from a place of love where you actually help that other person. i give you an example. I mean, a good friend of mine, and you probably laugh, uh, you know, days ago, you know, I was telling him about a program, and, and you know, when I told him about the program, he, he went off and said, man, I know more than some people in the program, so forth and so on, and I'm not going to do this and, and that kind of thing. And I didn't respond. You know what I mean? But <laughs> nine times out of ten, brother be like, man, he either just flipped the handle, it been fire, returned on fire, you know yeah. what I mean? That kind of thing had just yeah. been dissolving down, and we hang up the phone on each other. So. Right. So I sat there, and I was like, you know, stay calm in my breathing. And as the observer said, this brother's speaking from his hurt, yeah. his pain. He yeah. really needs the help. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I know he already told me that he needed the help right. months before. Right. So I'm not even going to react or overreact to this situation. I'm going to calm down, stay within some breathing, and within about a number of seconds say, hey, look, bro, you bring a lot to the table. 
you bring some things to this table that actually we can benefit from you and your level of expertise. Right. But in a number of ways, we can bring something to help you. You know what I mean? Because right. we know, I know you're frustrated and you're angry mm-hmm. and that's come and that's carried over into all aspects of your life. So let's find a win-win situation. And when he, basically I disarmed you him. disarmed him. Yeah. Yep. Only thing he come back the next day was like, man, I'm sorry, Rafa. You know what I'm saying, man? And I appreciate you coming from a place of love, man. I need to be in the program. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how often do we do that as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, returning fire with fire? Yes. And so I can give you an example of myself as a Scorpio. Mm. I'm always ready to be like, ha, ha, before you get me, right? Because, I, you know, that's just how I grew up. Right. Having to be on the defense and stuff. Mm. But I'm learning and it feels so much better. Like it feels better to be able to have that tool to be able to just kind of disarm and they don't even know you're disarming. It, and it's not even an ego thing. It's like a peaceful thing. It's just like they're coming from a place of hurt. Right. So it's work. it works. Five more minutes. It works. So that, that's cool. That's a good tool. A good tip. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when one is living from that place of awareness, moment to moment of awareness, and they can be the observer, it creates win-win situations yeah. uh, where uh, I'm tuning in and saying, okay, this person really is a good person. I mean, they're coming from anger, frustration, trauma, so forth and so on. So um, it doesn't make me any less of a man or a woman in your scenario by uh, coming from a place of love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As yeah. a matter of fact, it makes me more of one. It makes me yep. better. You know, it gives me an opportunity to be the best version of myself yep. in that scenario. And you walk away feeling great. You know how much energy it takes to return fire as fire? Man. I mean, you know, initially it feels good. Like, yeah, man, I really gave it to him. Got you know him. what I mean? Got him, you know, got him, you know what I mean? But, you know, you're dreaming about it. You're showing up in your dreams. You're trying to eat food. You're still going over, you know what I'm saying, the back and forth. Like, maybe I need to get them again before yep. they try to get me again. You know, it's just, it's just silliness. It goes on for days and then maybe months. Y'all finally apologize to each other. How much toxic energy? Yeah was wasted, you know right. what I mean? Um, just throwing, you know, sludge and energy back to each other as opposed to saying, listen, right here, right now in this moment, I am going to be the observer, you know what I'm saying, maintain my state of calm, you know what I'm saying, in equilibrium, and I am going to ensure that that God aspect of me speaks through to engage this other person. Right then, right now, you dissolve the situation, you've transmuted it, and it becomes a win-win situation. You're not carrying around months of nonsense. Yep. And everybody's liberated. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, the, the brother who came to you afterwards, he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he'll then he'll be may, maybe more self-aware next time. You know. Absolutely. And so that's the ripple effect. Yes. So I just want to be clear. I might do it 75% of the time. <laughs> so I'm still working with my other 25%, but it's a good tool to have. And so I'm grateful to know that I can move in that way and that it works in that way. So we have like four minutes left, three and a half minutes left. I want to really quickly for you to explain how important it is to balance the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Great question. Every being, man and woman, has both divine masculine and divine feminine okay. within them. And so in um, ancient... Um, well, martial arts, internal martial arts, everybody's familiar with the yin-yang symbol. Yeah, the black and white circle with the dots. Okay. Absolutely. And so, you know, that is basically symbolic of everything that exists in the universe. Nothing exists primarily, I mean, 100% masculine or 100% feminine. Okay. Um, Many of my teachers have emphasized that over and over. The sun has a masculine as well as a, a feminine um, um, cycle to it. It's primarily masculine, okay. but it also during the sunset and also when you don't see the sun at all or midnight, that's when it's within its feminine, you know what I'm saying, and more still in its state of being. Okay. The moon, even though it's primarily feminine, still has its masculine uh, components to it. This planting of the seed, when you think of a seed, you think of a man's seed, so that's the you know, one of the masculine, masculine phases as well as the full moon masculine phases of what is primarily a feminine entity, which is the moon. So within man and woman, we have both masculine and feminine. And we must be in tune with both, just like you must be in tune with the sun and the moon. Um, And so uh, when a man is is able to assert himself 
and live from a place of that vitality and and direction. But it comes from finding times throughout the day or aligning times of stillness where he gets clarity from his divine insight, from his state of calm, breathing techniques, which is more feminine, then he can actually move forward in alignment with his higher self. You see what I'm saying? And that's where that divine masculine, feminine, or man says, hey, I need therapy. I need to heal. You know what I mean? In order to be the best warrior and the best provider. You see what I'm saying? And I'm going to seek out a coach or a therapist or a men's group where I can unpack some of this stuff. So that can be considered more of a feminine aspect of things where you're saying, hey, I need help. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have to find self-healing ways, self-care ways of bettering myself. And so every man um, needs that. And every woman needs to be assertive and stand up for herself, but yet also carry forward those nurturing capacities within her being. Okay. Well, thank you. That was awesome. Thanks again. The third time you were here in the sanctuary with me. Um, so... In order to get in touch with my brother Manifest Ra, please go to thesageman.com. Also on Instagram, right? Absolutely. It's on Instagram too. Um, and he has programs. And, you know, one is going now, but you'll have programs moving forward. So please just connect. It's a great way to help the healing of everybody, of our community in general. So I appreciate you for doing the work. Thank you so much, Wendy. It's a blessing to work with sisters like you who are doing the work. And, um, and I'm just honored to be here. Well, thank you. So I will see you the next time in the sanctuary. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to The Sanctuary. Please follow us at Awaken and Heal on Instagram and on the web at goddess-awaken.com to follow the revolution.